The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Second hour begins now. Really excited as we count down to the final segment of this wonderful week that we've had. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I've not been in the studio, which is sometimes a little difficult, uh, especially when I'm messing with my mic cables, as JP will let me know. <laughs> He's like, don't mess with the mic. Uh, but I'll be back in studio on Monday, so that's exciting. Uh, get to see you guys' faces. May even let Mo stay in that seat for a while. Wow. <laughs> so he can look outside. <laughs> He is getting accustomed to it. And it is pretty nice. It, there, yeah. So it's been a good week for that. <laughs> it is not it really has. Yeah. It's been a fantastic week of, of weather in southern middle Tennessee, no doubt. Yeah, if there was a week to be able to look out the window, this would be it. So this would have been it, no doubt. Uh as we alluded to on the other side of the break, real quick, we want to get to this, even though it, it is high school, but this is we could have, we certainly could have, and should have probably um, segued that South Pittsburgh uh, <laughs> rivalry <Marion> County, yeah, <laughs> that South Pittsburgh Marion County rivalry into this. Um, so there are a couple of teams who will not be participating in the state basketball tournament. Uh, those teams would be Arlington High School. Uh, and Dyer County won because Dyer County, I, I believe, lost. <laughs> they they lost to to so, Arlington. Yeah, in the um... they lost to Arlington, which makes this even more weird. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever. Um, so Dyer County loses to Arlington girls, um, but shortly after that, Arlington season came to an end because TWSLA announced Thursday that along with fines and other penalties, the girls' basketball team will not be allowed to enter the postseason basketball tournament or receive any awards recognizing their finish in the regular season in which they finished 13-2 and overall. The reason? The son of the Arlington girls' basketball coach punched a Dyer County coach several times, according to the TWSLA. Yeah, apparently there was a, um incident in the parking lot following that game. And so, um, according to the report from Fox 13 out of Memphis, um, where is it? The child who attacked the coach is not an Arlington com- 
Arlington Community School student, the TSSAA claimed that the connection between the school and the boy was strong enough for the severe punishment. Um, he's a coach's son. After the assault, several of the Arlington girls' basketball players left with the head coach's son who attacked the Dyer County coach. So, because I've in the in the aftermath of this announcement yesterday. I was asked on a couple of occasions, you know, why why was the Arlington team penalized for this? Well, because it was the coach's son that assaulted this guy. So it's certainly an odd situation. I mean, folks attacking coaches in parking lots. It's <laughs> not not folks, kids. He's a kid. Oh, okay. Now, by kid, this is probably a teenager. But it's still a minor child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a juvenile. That's why his name's not being released. And nor is the coaches. Apparently, it could. It may not be the head coach, coach's son. I, I don't know. This is. It's been reported to law enforcement that Dyer County coach was allegedly directing insults towards the AHS coach after last night's game in the parking lot when the incident involving the minor occurred. Um, <clears throat> that's this is this is the true life. Somebody says something bad about somebody's mama. Exactly. What'd you say about my mama? Mm-hmm. Bet. Yeah. So. Pull up. <laughs> I. You know what? We we needn't make too much light of this, but I mean it. It's it almost. It it reminds it, me of uh, of um. The Bash Brothers in D2, The Mighty Ducks, two minutes, well worth it. (laughs) And unfortunately, it's not just two minutes. It's the entire season for these Arlington girls. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. But if that's true, I'm going to go on record and say the TSSAA has overstepped its bounds. One... Somebody's talking bad about my mama. Two, I'm a juvenile. I'm going to make irrational, knee-jerk decisions. And three, you're punishing somebody based off of somebody completely different that's not even associated with the school. You're, you're, you're punishing a team. Suspend the coach. Don't allow either one of them back on the, on the school property, Whatever. The TSSAA and its member schools believe strongly that the major purpose of athletics at the secondary level is to be part of the total education program. A major part of this purpose is to stress to coaches, players, officials, and fans the vital importance of sportsmanship. It is critical that all people in each of these categories understand the major role that they play and the role model that they can be for others. Okay, so why is Dyer County getting to celebrate what they got to do this year? That's bullcrap. That is trash can juice. Dyer County should also have to forfeit every single game they played this year. Well, I guess here's the thing. I I guess maybe it is alleged that this Dyer County coach was making comments regarding the Arlington coach. It's more concrete that the Dyer County coach was was attacked, and I, I'm not sure how 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 sure we are of what prompted the attack. 
I think we're more sure oh, of yeah. the attack than what caused it. But I, I see, sure I see your winning, point. I'm sure the winning team. I'm sure the winning team had a lot to be upset about after the game. <laughs> In the parking lot. Sorry. It it makes, it it certainly makes too much sense. So that's neither here nor there. It's, it's interesting. Okay. Chris, to to your point about, I'm just telling you what I think. Yeah. To to your point about punishing the team because of what a fan did, uh, I don't, you know, I think there have been precedents set by the TSSAA. Um, regarding any anyone remotely affiliated with a school that the school or the team could be and has been punished. I mean, I can't direct back to anything, but I do know, you know, for instance, you know, uh, there was uh, following a, a boys' basketball game, the student section got into it with one team, and, you know, the student section – the team that was in the locker room had nothing to do with the altercation got punished because it was their student section. Um, now, you know, the severity of the punishment, I think, can always be debated. Um, but I, I think they have long since had the precedent to, you know, anyone involved, anyone that is wearing those colors. You're responsible. You're responsible, and the school is responsible, and, and they, you know, I think that's their that's their calling card. So, perfectly fine. Dyer County should also have to forfeit. Period. Yeah, forfeiting may be a little uh, extreme that, for one. That's and not that's both. where I'm at. I, yeah. I don't I don't care if if Arlington has to. That that's fine. Whatever. I'm just telling you that Dyer County is. They're not. They're not without sin in not. this situation. Yeah, yeah. That is correct. They are one hundred percent involved. Yeah. So it's saying forfeiting all games this year. I'm. I'm not sure exactly what that they, means. They cannot. They cannot uh, be recognized for any accomplishments. So they're if they won the regular season district championship or the district tournament. I got gotcha. And their region final. Birth. In, so, in essence, yeah, they're forfeiting. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't, I don't they're necessarily get all that. accomplishments. All success. I, I don't, I don't know what the purpose of that is. I think removing them from the postseason is sufficient. I do too. As far as that goes, I don't know what going back and taking accomplishments that occurred prior to this. I don't know what purpose that serves. Well, like I said, the TWSWA overstepped its bounds in this one. That's just my opinion. Well, and 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 I'm um, re- I'm reading. What class are they in? Triple A. Triple A. Yeah, I'm I'm reading in this story too from um, Fox Memphis that uh, Arlington High School actually offered TWSWA a list of self-imposed disciplines, including suspending the girls' basketball program um, for two games, banning the child responsible for the attack. From campus for the remainder of the year, not allowing the girls' team to host or participate in any camps this summer, imposing a two-year probationary period for the programming for the program, discussing how actions like this uh, attack could be prevented, and no longer scheduling Dyer County High School for any regular season basketball contest. The uh, Tibbles agreed to those terms and added more to it. Right. So they took all that. Said, okay, they said, "Okay, well, yeah, thank you. let's yeah. let's do all of that." Yeah. 
and let's do this too. Yeah. So. Thanks for offering that. That's that's a good yeah. It's a good start. Yeah. Laying the hammer down, you know. So call your so no. Collierville, who won a grand total of one postseason basketball game, is in the state tournament. Collierville won one postseason basketball game, and they are in the state tournament. Congratulations, Collierville. The Lady Dragons. That's like football. (laughs) (laughs) Right place, right time, I guess. Now, are they in? Are they they in the – They're in. Well, they're in the section. So, their sectional opponent – No, they're in. No, they're in. Their sectional opponent isn't playing? Yeah, because Arlington was their sectional opponent. Yeah. I got you. Yep. I see what you're saying. So Arlington did not get to play Hardin County. So Hardin County automatically moves to the sectional uh, host. They take on Houston, who fell to Collierville, uh, who has not won a single postseason game and yet is in the sectionals. Oh for one sectional birth. Uh, that's that's because of the Shelby County school system right. situation. That has nothing to do with anything else. But it's just funny yep. because <laughs> so Arlington so Arlington must have beaten Dyer County in the region semifinals. In that's correct. And then they were supposed to play Houston, Hardin County. They were supposed to play Hardin County. They were supposed to play Hardin County. Okay, so Houston and Collierville. Yes. Okay, that's correct. Houston and Houston and Collierville came out district. of Region Eight. And District 15. Yeah, okay. Wow. Congratulations to Collierville, like you said, who will play the winner (laughs) of the Blackman Stone Memorial um, sectional game. Oof. Man, that's... uh, Anyway. Yep. (sighs) Well, we needed to touch on that for for the obvious reasons. We certainly did. And so... Let's uh, and and since we're talking about since we're talking about <laughs> situations where coaches and and players and whatnots are being uh, punished for uh, wrongdoings, might as well go ahead and let folks know. I, I saw your retweet earlier this morning. I meant to put that in the in the show run a show um, about Creighton's uh, Greg McDermott who we spoke about earlier this week has now been indefinitely suspended. Uh, the team will continue playing as they have. They will just will not have their head coach. So. Yeah. Um, McDermott making a stupid comment following Creighton's game Saturday, their, their loss to Xavier um, telling his guys that they've got to stick together. I need everybody to stay on the plantation um, and the obvious Stupid comment, weird analogy. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Just so, the weirdest so, analogy I've ever heard. So after meeting with the, the president and the athletics director and, and after, I guess, coaching in their game last night or Wednesday night against Villanova, it was announced that McDermott would be suspended indefinitely and he will not coach in their regular season home finale against Butler this weekend. And as this is a personal matter, any disciplinary action will remain confidential, the school said in a statement. So even though he apologized publicly, 
the rest is going to be handled privately. So we don't know when he'll be back or what else is being done. And I don't guess we will. So, uh, well, then I guess, uh, I guess in the event that, I mean, if he gets fired, we're going to know. Well, yeah. I, I don't. I, well, I mean, but I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't think that's the case. They've said that he's he's going to be indefinitely suspended. I mean, if they were going to fire him, I guess they would have done that. I don't know. It's um. But anyway, that's taking place. So, update there. You mentioned the Vanderbilt game last night. Uh, yeah. I mean, we can get to that. We might as well just try to get everything else in the next segment as much as we can. Anyway. All right. Um, but I will say got some trash can juice on the other side of this break as well. So we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we'll tell you about the trash can juice, Vanderbilt, Tennessee hoops, OVC hoops, uh, GSC and a sun and briefly touch on Tennessee state and Jacksonville state for Sunday. So we'll be right back on Southern middle Tennessee sports today. Stay tuned. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit CustomStoneHandlers.com. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill, or visit PatioWest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Covering the teams you care about, it's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Coming up on the bottom of the second hour here of the show. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. If you missed any part of the show, go back and listen to the podcast, SM-Prep Sports Today, for our number one. SM-TN Sports Today, for our number two. And you can certainly enjoy that at your leisure on demand. So feel free to do that. Interact with us on Facebook Live if you would like. I know we have a couple of folks out there listening. We appreciate that. It's um, it's going to be a good last half hour of the show as we talk college hoops, some little college football, and NASCAR all in the rest of the way, starting with that weird throw-in game for Vanderbilt, who got a big – it's a big road win for uh, Jerry Stackhouse and the, and the crew. Career-high 36 for Scotty Pippen Jr. last night as the Commodores get a big win at Cincinnati. And obviously, Scotty Pippen Jr., is back from that hip flexor injury. Clearly. I mean, he was obviously with 36 points. His fingerprints were all over that ball game. But, I mean, he was he was up and down. He certainly did not look hampered in the highlights that I saw, and there were plenty of them last night. So, you know, like you said, big game for him, big game for the Commodores going on the road. I don't know that this 
is your your dad's Cincinnati team, but at the same time, you know that's it's Cincinnati. Not your Bob, it, not, not your Bob Huggins Cincinnati. Not, team? not your Bob Huggins. Not your Mick Cronins either. I don't think, but still, um, heck, it's not even your Andy Kennedys <laughs> Cincinnati teams. Wow, forgot about that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I, I mean, I, I still think a, a road win is is a, against a you know a power five type conference or or a top seven. I think is how they refer to them in basketball. That's a big win for Vanderbilt. I think it was a big win for Vanderbilt. Congratulations to the Commodores that they needed that, and and they'll they'll get some help. Uh, you know, little little more action before the tournament coming up on saturday so yeah three games in five days yeah well who cares hmm. gotta get them in get them in yeah. uh so uh old takes exposed called mo <laughs> and they would like to tell you that mississippi defeated arkansas in the sec women's basketball tournament yesterday <laughs> uh, 69 to 60 <laughs> and so your Tennessee is going to play Arkansas comment has been exposed. Yeah. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be a tournament without some upsets. And that one was certainly an upset. That uh, was six and ele- six that was game. six and eleven, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey. So Tennessee can, will host. Uh, well, will play host. I guess technically is the home team tonight against uh, Ole Miss at seven thirty. Alabama moved on with a 82-74 win over Missouri. They will take on two-seed South Carolina. Uh, currently, Texas A&M leads eight-seed LSU 15-12 to in the second quarter. And uh, after that game, 4-5, uh, Georgia-Kentucky will take place at 12-30. So. Georgia's the four? Georgia is the four, yes. Georgia-Kentucky at 4-5 is that's tough. <laughs> that, yeah. I did not realize that that Kentucky was a five seed. That's that's got to be a little disappointing performance so for them Georgia, during the regular season. Georgia, the four seed in the tournament. Kentucky, the five seed in the tournament. Tennessee, the three seed in the mm-hmm. tournament. Both Georgia and Kentucky, right now in the bracketology, have higher seeds than Tennessee in the NCAA tournament. Well, Georgia swept Both of them. Are, Georgia swept Tennessee during the regular season, and Kentucky and Tennessee split. Uh, I'm aware. I'm just saying it's interesting that uh, that they are the four and five seeds. Yeah, because they are. So, I mean, that they've been very good all year long. But of course, you know, Tennessee beat South Carolina, which is what pro- which is what propelled them into that three seed. Right, right. Uh, they just had one fewer loss than everybody than, than those guys. So, um, you know, Kentucky's been through a lot this year with. Um, the sudden retirement of Matthew Mitchell right before the season started um, due to some health issues and Kyra Elzig kind of having to step into that head coaching role on the fly. And obviously they've they've been a little up and down over the course of the season. Again, they lost to Tennessee the first time they played and then they beat Tennessee by, I think, 15 second time around. Kind of kind of like the men. But – um. That that four or five game there with Georgia and Kentucky and and both of them trying to improve their NCAA situation, that could be a barn burner here later today. Uh, it certainly could, certainly could. All SEC women's 
team, first team All-SEC. The only Tennessee player on the list is Renaya Davis, much to the dismay of Ray Burrell and many Tennessee fans. <laughs> uh, Ray tweeted yesterday, LOL, okay. <laughs> um so I wouldn't be surprised if she <laughs> takes her frustrations out on Ole Miss this evening. Uh, Ryan Howard voted player of the year out of Kentucky. So really wish that she were wearing orange. She'd look good in orange. She'd look so good in orange. Yeah. It's understandable. Yeah. I mean – it's frustrating to watch her play for Kentucky. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. So, but yeah, so uh, SEC Women's Tournament continues today. Uh, first team All-SEC, like I said, Renai Davis. Uh, second team All-SEC, Ray Burrell. Uh, Tennessee's uh, Marta Suarez was named to the All-Freshman team. And none of the no-Tennessee players were, I'm sorry, uh, to Tamari Key was mm-hmm. named to the all defensive team, but no, no Tennessee players were given uh year long superlatives. So I can I'm see sure that. that the, the lady vault, the lady vols will, will be taking out some frustrations, hopefully tonight during their game with Ole Miss and continuing on, uh, throughout the tournament. So, I kind of move on to men's tournaments, a couple of mid-major tournaments taking place, and Gulf South Conference tournament uh, was, I think it started yesterday. I'm not sure if it started yesterday or the day before. I'm pretty sure it started yesterday. But um, this is a this is going to be a an, a really good tournament because it felt like the entire conference this year was in, in the Gulf South was just kind of parody across the board. Right. Um, and we've talked to, we talked to um, Matt Wilson, mm-hmm. who is Gulf South commissioner uh, about this conference and he is uh, really excited about how it will play out uh, in the quarterfinals. You have Valdosta state taking on West Georgia, who we talked about yesterday out of Carrollton, Carrollton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Lee, they're the flames, right? They are the flames and they are led oh, by, they are led by former Columbia central standout Quay Kennedy, who was named Gulf South player of the year earlier this week. Hey, look at there. Uh, they will take on UAH, who is the one seed out of the West. So that'll be a tough game for the Flames. But uh, big big win uh, for Lee over West Alabama, a 66-63 win um, for them. Let's see. You had Quay Kennedy with um, 19 points on 7 of 10 field goals, 2 of 3 from three-point land. And uh, had seven rebounds and five fouls. 
Oh wow! <laughs> Fill, filling up the the box score. He was so fun to watch at Columbia Central. Man, I, I, I unfortunately did not get to see him play it. That is unfortunate. At Central, that so. is unfortunate. He was really good, and and I'm really happy to see him having success down there. I, I anticipated him doing so, and you know. After my earlier old take was being exposed, it's nice to feel like you were right about something anyway. <laughs> there you go. Um, Lipscomb season likely coming to an end. Uh, the three seed in the A-Sun tournament falls to six seeded uh, Florida Gulf Coast. Dis- they come out, um, went to halftime up 35-31, and Florida Gulf Coast came out of halftime and just went on an absolute roll. Um, it was a 20-2 to two run over a seven-minute span in the second half to take a 12-point lead. Um, yeah. Oof. Yeah, it just – it was like they came shot out of a cannon in that second half. Mm-hmm. So they led by as many as 23 and ended up winning by 12. So Lipscomb season is done. Tough way to end it, but you know not what you need, not yeah that's not the way you want to end it, especially against There's the six no doubt seed. There. So it's tough sledding there, and no doubt, no doubt. Uh, when I got home last night, I got uh, I was I got home about I don't know eight thirty nine o'clock. I ate some dinner. Didn't realize. Didn't even think about the OBC basketball tournament being on. Um. So as I sat down to my computer to start writing my story, I was, I had tweet deck still open from earlier when I was at the basketball, when I was at the the game and um, I see that Jacksonville state's leading Murray state by three in overtime. And I'm like, are you serious? We don't know it's a four or five game and that it's supposed to be <laughs> close, but, but Jacksonville swept Murray in the regular season and eventually did get the overtime win. I think it was 66, 63 in overtime uh, to become the first team to beat Murray state three times in a season since 2009 when Austin P did it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty. That was that was probably the the coolest part of that. That's was, that's pretty and, impressive. I mean, yeah, beating that that team that program three times in one year is well. I mean, obviously, as you pointed out, first time in twelve years it's it has taken place, and that's I'm I'm surprised it's been that recent. Uh, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, no, 68-65, I'm sorry, as I look at the results. Uh, so Belmont gets to take on Jacksonville State, and after the last time these two teams met, I got to think Belmont is certainly has their their interests peaked as they will they definitely will not overlook Jacksonville State. No, no. Put it that way. I, I think they'll be fully focused on this one. Um not that they weren't previously, but, you know, between it being the, the semifinals of the tournament and it being Jacksonville State, I'm, I'm sure Belmont. 
we'll be more than ready to go. And Belton, that game is for ESPNU at 7 p.m. tonight. Um, immediately following that at 9.30, and I'm not sure if that's – that may be Eastern time, but I think it's Central time because they're in Evansville. Mm-hmm. Um, at 9.30, Eastern Kentucky and Moorhead State will take the floor. A 9.30 tip, that may be worse than a 9 a.m. tip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure which one's worse. Yeah, that that game is a seven o'clock Central Time start, Chris. Twenty five and three uh, Belmont, eighteen man. and eight Jacksonville State. So, and Jacksonville State, who led Belmont all but a minute and forty seconds at Belmont at the Curb Event Center when I was over there. So that that's, that's going to be a really good basketball game. You might, you're definitely going to want to check that out if you have nothing else to do tonight. Uh, that Eastern Kentucky is the last team to beat Belmont. Uh, so watch the the Colonels tonight as, boy, wouldn't it be something if Eastern Kentucky and Jacksonville State played for the OVC title and they're like, all right, deuces. <laughs> <laughs> we gone. <laughs> Here's yeah. our parting shot. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. We're going to win your conference and take the trophy with us. <laughs> Sort of like, sort of like MTSU did when they left the Sun Belt. I think. I think they won both the men's and women's tournaments their final year in that conference before they went to Conference USA. So, uh, that, that's yeah. the way to go out. Take some hardware with you. Hopefully, Belmont will be able to stop that. And uh, speaking of shockers, as I was looking at women's bracketology earlier, uh, Samford was slated as a 16 seed as the automatic qualifier out of the Southern Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not going to happen was because slated, East huh? Tennessee State, <laughs> East Tennessee State, knocked off the top seed Samford Lady Bulldogs, 68-61. Uh, Pat tip to uh, Jim Davis. And grow live give well here uh, here let me let me let me tell you why shooting us that that story let me tell you why jim davis shot us that story do you know who the women's basketball coach is at east tennessee state um yes i do it is um let's see I was trying to find the person in the, the name in the story no i do not Ezel, maybe? <laughs> Brittany. no Brittany Ezel. Who played for Jim when they were both at Franklin High School? Brittany was um, like a three-sport All-State athlete gotcha. at Franklin. Went on and played four years at Alabama. I figured you'd know her from there. Played point guard for Rick Moody down at Alabama. Also played two years of softball in the SEC. But she is the women's basketball coach at East Tennessee State. So that's that's where Jim's interest in the Lady Bucks comes from. So, but thanks for the. Um, for the info quote we go ahead yeah yeah Brittany said we caught them at the right time with the right effort with the right attitude maybe 10 times we play them they beat us nine but just not today (laughs) come on there we go dr Brittany. so hey well done there we go that was that was pretty cool i I didn't I, i had no idea that they'd even won. So, but I was looking at the bracketology earlier, and, and Samford was slated to be a 16 seed to uh, play in that um, that Baylor region. Yeah, don't think that so. also included Tennessee. Don't think yeah, Samford's don't getting think an automatic bid. Yeah, uh, or an at large. Excuse <laughs> me. Yeah, 
That they're definitely not getting that large. If yeah. if you're the 16 as an AQ, you're definitely not getting in as an at large. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's uh, that's going to do it for hoops talk. I'm excited about Sunday as at 2 p.m. over in the hole at Hale Stadium, Tennessee State hosts Jacksonville State football. JSU number 10 in the country after a big win over Tennessee Tech last week. Uh you know who I didn't see on the field for Tennessee Tech, and I need to find out why, is uh, Ty Carter. Mm. He played a lot of games last year, and I'm curious as to whether or not he may be injured or if he's just – well, I'm not sure what the, the, the situation is for Ty. So, Meanwhile, I think, um, Justin Oden, I think Justin Oden is getting some run for Tennessee Tech, the, the former Spring Hill receiver, so – Couple of guys to keep an eye on up there. Watch. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but JSU will travel over to Hell Stadium at two o'clock. That's gonna be a, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm I'm hoping to get over there. Uh, so long as our connections come through, um, we should be, be a lot of fun. It'll we should be, be good, in good shape. It'll be a good ball game. Yeah, TSU. Oh, cool. TSU looking to shore up its defensive effort after a tough loss to Austin P last week. Um, Austin P had a running back who kind of ran through them. So, um, Rod Reed. Well, if they, if they, oh, well, there you go. Rod Reed is. Yeah. Defensive minded, former defensive coordinator, not going to be very happy with that defensive effort from the first game. And they'll look to make some improvements there from, from week one to week two as the game. Yeah, Brian come to Sneed time. ran for, Brian Sneed ran for 227 on 23 carries and three touchdowns. And I can tell you, if, if, if they struggled to stop Brian Snead, it's not going to be easy uh, on Saturday because Jacksonville State's got a couple of running backs who are very good, um, and not just not just that, but they're. I'm I'm telling you, they they've got a really good offense right now uh, behind Zion Webb, who was 12 of 19 with a touchdown and had a. I think they had three guys go for more than 60 on the ground well, Had one for a, over a hundred. Uriah West went for 106 against Tennessee tech. So running game is, is big for JSU. Uh, so that could be the exactly what you expect to see on Sunday. So the game will be on ESPN plus. If you have that and want to check it out, you can do that. Two All right. Two o'clock kick. We two o'clock kick at hell stadium in the hole. All right. In Nashville. There we go. All right. Quarter till the top of the hour on this final Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today of the week. When we come back, we'll get silly with T. Willie and talk a little NASCAR. Stay tuned. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. 